This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. That's right. It is our Friday edition of Rush Hour. Here on WABC, if you'd like to be part of the program, all you have to do, dial 800-848-WABC on your telephone, on your device, 800-848-9222. And of course, what a busy day. China is flying its white supremacy balloon across the United States in support of white supremacists. <laughs> Biden administration <laughs> trying to make me like the balloon. What are you doing? <laughs> Biden administration doesn't want to shoot it down. They don't want to tamper with it. They just, hey, it's going east. Come on, let it fly over the White House. Let it fly over our national monuments. Let it fly over our military installations. Let it fly over the farmland which we've been purchasing like crazy. And nothing wrong with that. China is trying to play it off. <laughs> Why am I laughing? This is really serious stuff. I'm laughing because the Biden response to this is just so, so, I don't want to use the word bought because I, there's no evidence of that. But it's just so lame. Can you imagine for one moment if... The United States of America were flying a balloon over Beijing and then said, no, don't worry, it's an accident, the wind just blew it over there, it's ours, yeah, yeah. And then we learned that they have been tracking this thing since before it was in American airspace. Now, I don't necessarily agree that we should shoot it down, I think we should you know, use our tractor beam, right? Get a plane behind it with a tractor beam and just bring it in. Let's capture it. Let's see what they've been doing. Let's keep all the data. I read a story yesterday. I didn't get to it on the air because we were consumed with the crying and moaning coming from Congress when Ilhan Omar was stripped of her committee assignment on the Foreign Relations Committee. Uh, there was a story about how China has been really aggressive in terms of some of the things. They, they wanted to put a pavilion in Washington that would have allowed them to spy. Perfect lineup to spy on our military plans. And it's one of many plans that the Chinese have made in America, there's a move afoot today. There is a bill that is being proposed by two politicians, 
Representative Kathy McMorris Rogers, Spokane, Washington, Dan Newhouse from Sunnyside, have introduced the Prohibition on Agricultural Land for the People's Republic of China Act. They don't want the commies buying farmland in the United States. They say agriculture is Eastern Washington's number one industry. We simply cannot allow companies from China to lock down our resources and undermine our farmers and our ranchers' ability to feed the world. Americans should not be forced to rely on China for the food they put on the table. They want to prohibit Chinese Communist Party from purchasing land in the United States. Well, can you, can American business just go over to China and just start buying up land in China? I don't think so. China. The foreign ministry, of course, says that the suspected spy balloon is ju- it's just a weather instrument, guys. Don't get your panties in a bunch. It's just a weather instrument. It blew off course. Come on, you don't think we, the commies, are spying on you? Just remain calm. Don't get excited. Don't start pulling out your guns. Don't send any of those J6 people. Don't release them from jail and have them storming the Chinese embassy. For the last two days, China's white supremacist balloon has been flying over sensitive sites, including Montana which is home to three nuclear missile silos. As the Chinese are urging us here in America, just calm down. Stop all this fuss. Canada says, "Eh, this is not the first time. This happened before. And Scott, didn't you tell me that you read somewhere that the, the who, who was it that said that there have been multiple incursions over the years in the United that, States? It was a similar source. It was in that same conversation about Canada, but I thought it was the United States that had confirmed that there had been uh, numerous <laughs> weather balloons uh, flying over the United States, but that no one, there weren't any amateur photographers that, you know, noticed it and took a picture of it. So they just let it, let it go. Calm down. We've been spying on you for a long time. This isn't anything new. Cool your jets. So, ladies and gentlemen, I ask you, what should be the response of the United States of America? Should we just shoot the damn thing down out of the sky? Should we have protests? Should we call out BLM and have BLM protest in every city, especially in Chinatowns all over blue cities? Demanding that the white supremacist balloon be taken down. Should we ignore it like the Biden administration is doing? Just saying, would you people, would you people stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a balloon from China flying over our most sensitive military installations, perhaps, or some things that we might not want them to spy on. But would you people just chill out? This is geopolitics and you people you americans you you average especially those of you in flyover country (laughs) 
It's the Chinese that are flying over, flyover country now. And you need to relax and stop thinking the worst of the Chinese. Why, they're our friend. Didn't Madeleine, Al- wasn't it Madeleine Albright that could call them our partners? They were our strategic partners. That was Madeleine Albright. Back during the Clinton days. This, this affair that we've been having with China, of course, goes back to the Nixon administration when Nixon sent Henry Kissinger over on a private mission, and they supposedly, this was back when we used to call it Red China, Republican China, Red China. <laughs> and they were a closed society, pretty much. And Richard Nixon wanted to open up China, sent over Henry Kissinger. They talked. They said, yeah, you know, you you capitalists, you all aren't so bad. See, you're too young to remember. Diego, you weren't even born when all this stuff was happening. And then we had ping-pong diplomacy. Yeah, you didn't know about that either, right? One of the first moves that happened was the Chinese sent us a ping-pong team. And they played Americans. And it was ping pong diplomacy. And ping pong became the rage, the rage here in the States. And they actually televised some of these matches on TV. It was ping pong diplomacy. And we were impressed at how well the Chinese commies could play ping pong. And then the next thing you know, we're like, well, you know, maybe the commies aren't so bad. They, they, they play ping pong really well. We like the way their gals look. That was a lot of guys. That's when came. That's when we started talking about. Um, it's a derogatory term. I won't use it. But a fever. American guys started looking at Asian women, and it's like, whoa, baby, what's going on here? And then, next thing you know, China was up at the WTO. Hey, can we come in? And we're like, sure, come on in. And slowly but surely, slowly but surely, we started outsourcing some work over there. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we can get in? You know, these people, these Chinese, they like to do the grown-up. They have lots of people over there. They have lots of kids. They have lots. Their society's growing. And so, boy, this is a, this is a history primary you'll never get in school. And so we started, American businesses started trying to get in to open their markets, and the Chinese resisted. They're like, we, we, we want to sell to you, but we don't want to open our markets to you. And we said, okay, we can get cheaper goods from you guys, so we'll buy. And then they got in the WTO, and then that's when all hell broke loose, because now they understood how the Western economy started working, and they started jamming things down the world's throat, including defective sheetrock that they never accounted for. In, in, remember, I don't, do you remember this guy when they started sending poisoned milk all over the world? No. Yeah. They had a problem with some of the milk the products that they were having. These milk products, they had all kind of stuff in there. Because China, you know, they were just like, hey, we can put a label on something and make a buck. And they started sending stuff all over the world, including inferior goods. But they sent enough other stuff 
that pretty soon we started mounting major trade imbalances with the Chinese. And then they started stealing our stuff. They stole everything. They stole our software and put it in own packages. The government knew that they're, see, this is the difference between us and them. We have a private sector. They have a commie sector. Everything was good. Even so, they put a name, called it a company, but it was really the Chinese commies. And they stole everything they could get their hands on. They stole software. They stole business. And we helped. I will never forget this. This was one of the first times I honestly lost my cookies when I became aware of what was really transpiring during the Clinton administration. And I'll do the story when we come back. It starts off like this. Once upon a time, there was a company called Loral. And we'll pick that up when we get back. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. <laughs> Don't worry. If it's the white supremacist balloon over your house tonight, just pretend it's the moon. I mean, yeah, it looks kind of like the Death Star, except it's not, you know. Do they light it up at night? We don't know. <laughs> they might. 800-848-WABC. It's a Friday afternoon. Rush hour here on WABC. 800-848-WABC. Coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, 99 red balloons go by, mm -hmm. and one white one. Yeah, red balloons, eh? What color is the commie flag? That'd be red. Uh, that would be red. Did it have a little star on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you got you. Thank you, Scott. You sent me the track. It looks like a hurricane map prediction. It's got like little lines everywhere, the potential path of it. It is not going to head over New York, apparently. It's going to fly over the way it's projected now. After it gets out of uh, near Kansas City, going to go down through Missouri. Looks like Indiana's going to get a little taste of it. Tennessee. And it's going to drift on down through the Carolinas. And if it's still up in the air, then it'll drift out to the Atlantic Ocean, and they'll probably send it over to Europe so they can check out and see what the Europeans are up to as well. Again, what do you think would happen if the United States of America were flying a <clears throat> weather balloon, right, a weather balloon over China? The thing would have been on the earth already. The Chinese would be back engineering it, reverse engineering it, getting every piece of data they could out of it. 
Now, I, I stopped before, and we're going to get to your calls, too, 800-848-WABC. I just want to remind you of something that happened during the Clinton years, and many of you youngsters don't remember this, those in the younger generations. During the Clinton years, it was a free-for-all for money. You had a, a guy by the name, um, I forget his name, John Wong, who said famously that the White House was like, um, was, was like some kind of a concession. You put your money in, and then the things come out that you want, like a vending machine. It, they were, but people don't remember all this stuff. Al Gore was out raising money from Buddhist monks that were foreigners, and it was accepted. The Clintons basically were selling stays in the White House, in the Lincoln bedroom, in exchange for, allegedly, for campaign donations. And then, once upon a time, there was Laurel Space Corporation. The CEO was named Bernie Schwartz. Now, Bernie Schwartz and the Laurel Space Corporation they were very successful. The Chinese at the time had a missile system that was malfunctioning. Every time almost they shot up a rocket into space, the thing exploded. The thing went off course. We had, at at that time, prohibitions like we do now, that are ignored now, about sending sensitive technology over to China. Weren't supposed to be able to do that. But what we learned, these Clinton donors, and they were heavy Clinton donors, or this Clinton donor, Bernard Schwartz over at Loral, we learned that that company had given or sold, I don't remember which now, the Chinese government, the technology they needed to secure their missile launches so that they wouldn't go off course, they wouldn't do anything but hit their targets. So in a sense, an American company, and this is all I remember from, from the newspaper, that's back in the days we had real paper, from the newspaper coverage of it, as I remember it, and forgive me if I have one or two details wrong, but if I do, they're small details. But we helped the Chinese stabilize their missiles so effectively they could point their nukes at us and with certainty and, and their enemies in the South Pacific. So we helped them militarily get on an even keel with missile systems. Now, some people would call that treasonous. At the time I was a young buck producer, I was stunned that an American company would do this to their own country. I was stunned that a company that did this would be welcomed into a Democrat or into the White House at all. But no, 
The head of this company was one of Bill Clinton's biggest donors, and nothing, nothing ever came of it. Just like nothing has ever come of the many other infractions that have happened since then. Every day with the Clintons was a new outrage. Some of you remember there were 900 FBI files that were found in the White House. Nothing ever came of it. Hillary Clinton, the billing records. Congress had subpoenaed billing records from the Rose Law Firm where she used to work in Arkansas. No one could find them. One day they mysteriously showed up in the map room in the White House. She did a press conference afterwards dressed up in pink. We called it the pretty in pink press conference. And she's sitting underneath a picture of Abraham Lincoln as if to convey honest Abe on herself. Nothing ever came of it. Just like nothing came of her 30,000 missing emails or her having a classified documents flying all, the, all over the place. When we say to you, Mr. and Mrs. America, that this two-tier justice system has been going on since the Bill Clinton era, we mean it. The government has been weaponized in favor of Democrats and the Democrat Party since the Clinton administration. So is anybody surprised now that the commies think it's okay to fly a spy balloon over the United States and we have a president in the White House who says, eh, who cares? Let it continue to fly. Who is surprised? I'm not. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. It is our rush hour here on WABC. You, me, and the commies. We'll be back in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. David Bowie brings us back from the Let's Dance album. Another one of David Bowie's masterpieces. Little China Girl. I could escape this feeling with my China Girl. I feel a wreck without my little China Girl. I hear her heart beating loud as a thunder. So released. 
Aside from the white supremacist balloon flying over America, there is other news. A federal appeals court has struck down a decades-old gun law that that black people, and I don't know about this one. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know about this one. A federal appeals court struck down a decades-old gun law that black people under domestic violence protection orders from possessing firearms. They said the law is unconstitutional after a new precedent for gun laws was set in a landmark Supreme Court decision. This happened at the uh, Court of Appeals for the 5th District. They ruled that the federal criminal statute did not fit within our nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. And a requirement for all gun laws set forth in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, Inc. versus Broom, uh, case in June. The law, which was uh, enacted in 1994, firearm to anyone who was placed under a, dom- a court protective order for harassing, stalking, or threatening an intimate partner or child of such an intimate partner. I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. I wonder what the, I wonder how, let us see how this one unfolds, shall we? In Florida, uh, universities apparently misreported diversity, equity, and inclusion spending. That's what the DeSantis administration down there are saying. And you know, you got to hand it to them. They are taking this whole woke college thing dead on. I'm going to rush through these headlines really quickly because I want to get to your calls. Former John Kerry aide joins green energy giant poised to massively, massively benefit from Joe Biden's climate change handouts. You can find that story at the Daily BS. That's my website for news. You can find that story at the Daily BS today. A former advisor to the United States climate envoy, John Kerry, left the White House for a top post at a Danish green energy giant that stands to benefit from the Biden administration's climate change handouts. Now, what does this trigger for those of you who have political memories? Remember a company called Solyndra? Back in the Obama administration, when all this talk was, oh, yeah, we got we to gotta beat the Chinese at their own game, the Chinese again, we have to start developing solar panels. More campaign donors, this time from Obama, got filthy rich. They formed a company that was going to do what? manufacture solar panels here in the United States so we could compete, so we could, so we could finally get a handle on this old global warming stuff. And what happened? The company went bankrupt. Billions of dollars spent. Obama donors got filthy rich. All of this investment in this green energy stuff, went up in smoke. It was, some believe, a get-rich-fast scheme. And here we are again, friends of politicians lined up to get filthy rich based on 
policy that is set by their friends, the Democrats. We covered this yesterday, all the squad members hurling racist accusations, crying, literal tears because of Ilhan Omar. Uh, Jen, can we hold on to those cuts and so we can replay them on Saturday? Because, I, yeah, I want to replay all, revisit all that crying and moaning that happened yesterday. We'll do it on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Another headline. Yes, Jen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jen's lining up here. Jen, do you have a hot date tonight? It's Friday night. No, I'm you... wearing schlumpy clothing today. Schlumpy. <laughs> schlumpy. I'm wearing schlumpy clothing. So you don't have a hot date tonight? No. No, it's too cold. Too cold to go out. 19 degrees. I know. I have a date with Netflix tonight. Oh, you and Netflix. Well, you have a good time with Netflix. Thank you, I will. And don't share your password. I use my dad's password. See, you Uh just admitted it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. We live in the Uh same house. Oh, it's okay then. And maybe. But Netflix is saying no. Yeah. You know, Netflix used to run an ad saying that sharing passwords was love. Now they're going after all of their consumers uh, that love and share their passwords. Go figure. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me address a text that's coming in. I'm sorry, folks. I'm being distracted. Since DeSantis thinks that black history should not be taught in schools, why don't we eliminate white history as well? Wouldn't that be fair? Sounds like equality to me. Number one, you are misinformed, I hate to tell you. Governor Ron DeSantis does not think that black history should be eliminated in schools. In fact, Governor Ron DeSantis stood and told the world in Florida, the state of Florida, black history by law is mandated. In fact, we have more black history He says, in the curriculum in Florida schools and almost anywhere in the country, by law. At issue was the advanced placement course that was being offered up this year. And what was in it? It had a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff in it. It also had a lot of, and I use the word that they used, queer ideology stuff in it in the advanced placement course. In other words, this one course was woke. And what they said was, no, we are not, in keeping with Florida law, we are not going to be sexualizing our students with queer stuff. We are not trying to groom our students into a particular sexual lifestyle. And we are also not going to be teaching this left-wing Black Lives Matter CRT business that basically tries to teach black children to hate America. And so the people at the advanced placement test reviewed their own course. And you know what they did? They took out the queer ideology stuff. They took out the BLM infused stuff. 
and then they sent it back. And now the advanced placement course also for the first time even mentions that there were, by the way, there are also black conservatives too. It isn't just a one way ideology politically for black people. That is the story. Ron DeSantis does not hate black history, did not ban black history. That did not happen. That is fake news. Hey, hey. Going back to the headlines. Democrats seeing a weaker Trump are falling in line behind Joe Biden. That comes from the New York Times today. Long story short, Democrats think with all these legal problems that are piling on Donald Trump, ah, he's not going to make it. So they're lining up to back Biden again. In the New Washington Post, the Amazon Washington Post, another attack on Carrie Lake today. Opinion, this is by Harry Olson. Republicans have a big Carrie Lake problem. He's mad. He went to her rally. She's effective. But she's still talking about the election. And according to Mr. Olson, she's not supposed to be talking about the election. It's a big problem. No, Mr. Olson, the Republican Party has a big rhino problem, not a big carry lake problem. And instead of you people actually backing your candidates when elections are fishy, you just tuck your tail between your legs and follow the Democrats. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about elections, no matter what they no matter what happens in elections, because the press won't like us. We don't have a carry lake problem. We have a rhino problem in the Republican Party. Here's another one in the New York Times. Nope, Amazon Prime, Washington Post. Republicans need to pivot on the debt limit. Here's a winning demand. This one is by Mark Thiessen. And so, Republicans are not supposed to talk about spending cuts and all that. No, they're supposed to demand. They need an off-ramp because, you see, they're going to lose, according to Mark Thiessen. So instead of demanding spending cuts in this inflated budget, where this administration has been printing money out of thin air, they're not supposed to demand spending cuts. They should just demand that, that all the documents that they want, the classified document stuff, be turned over to them. Well, that should happen anyway. They have oversight, and they should ask for spending. This is more the Republican losing syndrome. Did you hear about the massacre that took place in Tulare County in California, the cartels out there murdered a 10-month-old baby and the baby's mother across it. Two people are under arrest. Let's see whether they keep it in jail. And then there's D.L. Hughley, guest hosting The Daily Show. He made the audience very uncomfortable. He told a Kamala Harris joke. He talked about how no vice president has ever been to one of these funerals for a black shooting victim. He singled out uh, Mike Pence. They all laughed when he joked about Mike Pence. But then he ended the joke this way. He said, but seriously, there's a good reason to have a black vice president. If you're not going to do anything about police reform, at least you can have somebody that goes to those funerals. Audience didn't like that. They stayed silent, and that was so egregious, now we have a newspaper column about it. 
Now, Kathy Hochul, two more items and we go to a break. I know we're running late. Kathy Hochul wants to ban menthol cigarettes, menthol-flavored tobacco. Why? Figure it out. Tell me that that is not as racist as it can be. And also, Kathy Hochul, you know what Eric Adams wants to do? He wants to ban chocolate milk in schools, in New York schools. He wants kids to drink some kind of vegan juice or something. And Jen sent me this story. Instead of, instead of chocolate, he wants to get rid of the chocolate milk and have the kids drink vegan juice. Yuck. Chocolate milk is what you lived for in elementary school. Exactly. Get rid of the chocolate. Eric Adams, get rid of chocolate. You know, Let's you, have you, vegan juice. You would have milk and a hot dog for lunch in middle in elementary school. Ugh. <laughs> uh, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Have some chocolate milk. <laughs> we'll be- At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77 New York. Make sure you join us tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. for the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We'll be here bright and early. Hope you're with us, having that first cup of coffee of the day with us. Black Balloon. Who's this group? This is, who is this? Goo Goo Dolls. That's right, the Goo Goo Dolls. I just remember Goo Goo. It's a name. It's a name. I was unfamiliar with this song, and it apparently was the, a huge hit for them. Scott Sokol turned me on to it. Let's go to the telephones. Lisa in Long Island, thank you for waiting. How are you, Lisa? Very good, Bo. Hello. Um, I first want to say I adore your sense of humor, and I adore your no-nonsense approach to all these issues that we have to deal with on a daily basis. And I want to say that I agree with you 100% on them capturing that balloon, and since our government's not doing it, maybe some holder of our 2A in one of these states that it's flying over will do it for us. I would love to see that happen. Can you imagine if we had one of the state governors or someone, if we had a private sector come, hey, we're going to bring the balloon down ourselves. Can you imagine the Biden administration would be screaming up and down, jumping and having a temper tantrum? They won't do it just like they won't protect the borders, but they get mad at anybody that tries to protect the borders and tries to protect American citizens. They are deliberately not doing it, but they don't want you to do it. Absolutely great point. Bill in New York City, welcome. You're on WABC. Hey, Bill. Thanks for making my call. Um, I'll make it quick. The first thing you said about the meat company, Smithfield Farm is the largest meat company in America. It was bought by China. 
10 years ago. And that's funny because the CEO was uh, Mr. Pope, Larry Pope, and he claimed during hearings, government hearings, that he didn't know China was buying it. If you watch the, the PBS did a great 10-minute uh, story on it. Who's behind the takeover of a U.S. pork producer? He knew that the Chinese government was lying, was buying it with Chinese money. The Chinese guy comes out at the end of the story and says, yeah, 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 he knew, he knew. It was, uh, it was, the Chinese government was giving him the $5 billion. So the guy completely lied. And the reason I'm mentioning is uh, to segue into the the Schwartz story with Bernard Schwartz, when Clinton, the Pentagon came to Clinton and said, if you sell this technology to China, they'll be able to launch multiple warheads from a submarine simultaneously. And that's exactly what happened. And the Pentagon was in Clinton's face and they got into a heated exchange. And, and the last thing I'll say, and I hope you don't get mad. But um, people need to go watch on – today, it still continues. Israel's the top seller of U.S. Uh, military technology to China even today. Trump himself took issue with, with Israel and said, listen, you're, you keep telling me Iran, Iran, but you're selling our weapons systems to, to, to China now. And you know they sell them to Iran. And then you come to us and say you need more money. So Trump himself uh, confronted them. Obama had it's watch everyone watch Israel sells U.S. weapons secrets to China on YouTube. Uh, Israel sells U.S. weapons secrets to China. It'll blow your mind. All the technology that the Chinese used to spy on on their citizens in the recent protest is all from Israel. And 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 we've been telling them, guys, you shouldn't be letting them do that because um, they're using it's a police state. And the kids can't even protest. And all the it's uh, a communist state. Yeah. Thank you for the call. It's a communist state. It's not just a police state. It's a communist state. And, you know, I will watch Joe in Long Island. You're up next on WABC. Hey, how how are you, sir? Pleasure. Do we have time for a top 10 things inside the Chinese balloon? You have time for maybe top three. Hit your top three and let's move on. All right. Top three. It's filled with illegal aliens. Number two, China returning top secret documents to Joe Biden. Number one's a tie. China's monthly payment to Hunter Biden and the big guy. And Hillary Clinton's 32,000 emails. Sick, Fang Fang and her girlfriends. I can hit you with a couple more. Well, you know, thank you for... Stop. Thank you. They were good. Fang Fang. In fact, there's a there's a meme out today. Somebody painted uh, somebody did some graphics over the white balloon and it says, Happy Valentine's Day, Eric, meaning Eric Swalwell or Eric Swalwell. Love you, Fang Fang. <laughs> so there you go. Dorothy in Brooklyn. Welcome you on WABC. How are you? Pretty well, thank you. Um, maybe living, loving, almighty God, bless all of you there at ABC and your wonderful listeners. I only have 10 words to say and I'm hanging up regarding, quote, the balloon, unquote, now I say, do exactly what the Honorable James Golden tells you, period. Thank you. Love you, Dorothy. The Honorable James Golden. I just got a promotion, and I like it. Tom in the Bronx. How are you, Yes, uh, hi, Mr. Golden. I'd like to say that China is better off beating back their looming deserts over there than going into this wild uh, situation of of sending uh, 
these balloons. Over. Well, it's too late, Tom. They sent them over. Yeah, no, they're I here. mean they're better going into beating back the uh, beating back the looming deserts. They they should they then they wouldn't have to buy any land here for farms. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Tom. Susan in Brooklyn, how are you? Hello, Susan. Brooklyn, New York. Sure. Hi, sweetheart. Yeah, I, yes, darling. Yes, you took us down memory lane with the Clintons and Solyndra. We remember. But uh, I think what you said about is pretty much like what um, General Keene, Jack Keene, he said to do it over the ocean because that way China can't uh, retaliate against any of our sortes in the um, Red China Sea. Um, and that then we can examine what exactly their um, intentions were with this. And that they did say that the next thing was going to definitely be, um, you know, sabotage uh, at the World Economic uh, Forum. So their messaging, then we need to just like really get on this. We will continue this discussion in the morning. We'll be here at 7 a.m. Hope you are, too. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza tomorrow morning. And I do have more thoughts on that, by the way. China. It's interesting. We are setting up bases again in the Philippines. There's a reason. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, with you here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hope you're here tomorrow. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.